the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Some things are not optional. Amen? Amen. They eating your cooking, sleeping in your bed, flushing your toilets. Amen. Living under your roof, then they ought to go to church on the Lord's day. Amen. Why don't you say amen? Not optional. Not optional. Parents. When your church, listen, you parents, I want, how many of y'all parents in here? Raise your hand. I don't care if your children grown, raise your hand. And, and so you know what to do with your grandchildren if you messed up with your children. <laughs> parents! Parents, 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 parents. When your church attendance is poor, your children will soon learn that coming to worship in the house of God on the, Lord, on the Lord's day really doesn't matter. You come now and then, come and jazz enough to keep your name on the church roll so you won't be removed. You come every other Sunday once a month. Amen. You don't breathe every other Sunday. Amen. Amen. You don't eat and go a whole week without eating. Huh? You know, does God use an every other week principle on your heartbeat? Where, where, where y'all go now? What about the function of your internal organs and all those things on your eye blink? I'm going to let your eye blink every other week. <laughs> or I'm going to let it blink late. You know, so you blink your eye and it's supposed to blink another second, but it can't blink for another 10 minutes because God's tardy on your eye blink. I'm going to let you be late on your being able to swallow your own slobber. You go want to swallow, but I ain't going to let you because I'm a late God. See, think about it. So you're going to get laid on God and decide what you want to do with your little puny self. After all God has been to you, good, how good he's been to you. I mean, you don't have what you have because you're that intelligent. You have what you have because of the grace of Almighty God. Some of y'all sitting up here and you've forgotten where you've come from. And I'm telling you today, mamas and daddies, you, your children are not be an option. They coming on the Lord's day. And listen, you don't send them by somebody else. You bring them. You bring them. You authorize to bring them. 
God holds you responsible for bringing your children to the Lord's house on the Lord's day. If you don't give them a foundation and should they stray, they won't have nothing to come back to. But if they stray after you've given them a foundation, at least they have something they can come back to because you gave them a legacy. And then, to look, in that verse it says, look, uh, he, what was he wearing? What was that word again? A linen ephod. Say it again. Say it one more time. Little old boy Samuel had on his priestly garbs, his priestly dress. The boy looked quite nice ministering to the Lord, just sitting around, being in the house of God, looking appropriately. There's some spiritual principles that's in that linen ephod business and I better go and give it to you because some of y'all just ride past that word. I don't know that word. Go on by. But there's some principles in that. And the first thing I want to say is that Samuel dressed respectfully in the Lord's house. When you come to God's house, I'm not saying you have to look like I look, but you ought to be decent. It doesn't matter to me whether you wear slacks and shirt, amen, but you're not coming here looking like you're going to a, volley, a volleyball game. Folk ought to be able to distinguish that is something about you. There's a sense of uniqueness about you. You don't go, if you had a meeting with president, how would you dress? You're going to go in there some slides and some thongs and some shorts. Amen. No. But how much more the king of kings and lord of lords? There ought to be some dignity about yourself. We ought to prepare to meet our God. He's a great God. Samuel dressed respectfully in the Lord's house. I tell you so much about Samuel in this linen ephod business. Samuel dressed for success. Samuel dressed for success. How you dress sends a message about yourself and what you want to become. How you dress. You know, sometimes you can stereotype your own self because people pick up certain messages about you because of how you carry yourself and how you dress. You can't go to USAA, your pants hanging half down your behind, you're walking around here in all tacky and talking about high me. You scared him. If anything, they're going to call the security guard and get you out of there. You, you got to have some, you are competing with a whole lot of folk. They want the same job you're asking for. What's going to make you different? How you, you need to dress yourself up and get out of speaking Ebonics and learn to, to speak correctly and look in their eyes and talk like you know something, even if you don't know something. If you don't know something, look like you know something. I ought to look the part. Amen? Amen. Dress. Dress. How you dress? You don't come here dressed any kind of way. There's a dignity about coming before God. There's a sense of pride that we have because we are coming to worship the Lord on his day in his house. Like the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And then, listen, look at, now go back to, go back to verse 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. First uh, Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, look what it says. Now the who? Boy. He was a boy. Samuel ministered to the Lord. How? Before whom? Before Eli. Now listen, there's something big there. If no responsibility is shown by the parents in restraining and guiding your children, God holds us responsible. 
God holds us, if no responsibility is shown by the parent in restraining and guiding your children, God holds us responsible. Uh, look, look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons make themselves vile and he did not restrain them. In other words, uh, Eli did not control his, his children. And that, that, was a, that was a sad thing. And let me tell you something, parents, God has you responsible for, for leading your children in the way of the Lord and correcting them, rebuking them, rewarding them, encouraging them. Well, I don't want to mess with them because I, might, I, I don't want to hurt their feelings. You better hurt it. Amen. I tell you, it was a day uh, you can get a whooping at home. You act up down the street, you got a whooping. Your mama found out you, come, you got another whooping after you got that whooping. Now children act up in school. Parents want to go jump on the teacher and the principal and shoot up everybody. Won't y'all say amen? No authority. I mean, everybody 18 and under in here, you stand. If you're 18 or under, stand up. Now, now you know your age. Just stand up and remain standing. Don't look at me like you don't know who. Yeah, stand up. Listen. Stand up and remain standing. Look at this old bald-headed black preacher. As long as you live, whether you own up to it or not, you're going to be under somebody's authority. You are under your parents' authority. They put clothes on your back. They put electricity in the house. You can go in the refrigerator and don't have to use a combination. That's right. They don't charge you for flushing the toilets. I mean, I mean amen. And you got, you got amenities. Some of y'all got too much. That's the problem. You got all these televisions in the room, all these games and all this stuff. You got too much. That's why some of y'all spoil. And then you got your mouth poked out, can't have tell you something, and walk around here like folk owe you. Don't nobody owe you nothing but a whooping. There are a whole lot of children who long to be. You go over to Uganda with me, over to Maranatha Academy, our school over there, oh, our school over in Rwanda and such places. Man, they sitting there, look, dirt floors. Me, eat one meal, piece of a meal at that. Hungry. Mama's gone. Daddy's died of AIDS. Got kids raising kids. You sitting here with more than you ever had. All this stuff under the tree at Christmas time and can't get a dime worth of work out of you. You are under your parents' authority. You love them. You, cur- you, you, you love them. You encourage them. You tell mama, I appreciate you. Daddy, I appreciate you. Thank you, mama, for fixing that meal. Thank you, mama, for these clothes. Thank you, daddy, for taking me to school or whatever they're doing for you. If your mama and the daddy ain't there, thank you. You ought to say thank you, mama, for being mama and daddy. you under somebody's authority. You're under your parents' authority. Have a seat. Then you under... You're under your teacher's authority. Do your homework. Do it. If they ask you to do three problems, do seven. Do more than what's asked of you. Don't do barely enough to get by. You live in a competitive world. Don't nobody owe you nothing. Talking about folk trying to hold you back. Your attitude and learning holds you back. You under authority. You go to college, you're going to be an authority there. And I tell you what, you go to jail, you're going to be under the jailhouse authority. Oh, 
and I do make jailhouse visitations. I'll come down here, there, and I ask you, I got, listen, I got my documents. I can get in there, and it ain't because I did something wrong. I'll come in there and see you. You don't want to go to jail. You think you don't like authority? I tell you what it's like. You, they check you in, give you a mud shot, they'll fingerprint you, they'll take all your clothes off and look at every nook and corner of you. They're going to take, you sit on a little potty over there that don't have a re- decent rim on it. They will tell you when to shower. They will put you on lockdown. They, you will shower while folk are looking at you. You are under somebody's authority. So you might as well get over it and get with the program. God's good. Parents, you are, amen, parents? He was under authority. And you know why some of these children don't like authority? It's because some of these parents don't like authority either. Amen. You know what the word of God says? And you're contrary. Sometimes he say, God say tithe, give the first room. I ain't giving all that, that's too much. Got more than you ever had, cheating God, robbing him. Give him a little tip. When he's showered blessings on you, you don't deserve. Made ways out of no way. You got more than you ever have. And do God so bad. And thank God owe you. Amen. Parents, parents, a lot of these children pick up rebellion from you. They pick it up from you. Some of these behaviors are learned behaviors. So it ain't just about the child, it's about the parents too. You have an obligation before God. Then let me tell you this, whether I hear God or not depends on the condition of my ears. Whether I hear God or not depends upon the condition of my what? Of my ears. Yeah. Uh, in other words, uh, here's what I'm talking about. Look at, look at, go back to 2 Samuel. I'm going between the two verses, two chapters because they interplay. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 22 through 25. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 22 through 25. Look what it says there. It says, now Eli was very what? Oh, and see, some of y'all kids think y'all can get over your parents because they old. You know, that's a, that's a heart, that's a heart. Listen. And some of y'all, including myself, you got old parents. And let me tell you something. You, don't you disrespect your parents because they old. They same days older than you. Now, Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, laying around sexually with women around the church. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Preachers and folk messing around, dibbling and dallying, call themselves little priests messing with little boys. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Look at the Bible. Here it is right here. If you read your Bible and haven't torn that page out, look at verse 23. So he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, look, those old rebellious rascal preacher boys. They did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. To kill them. 
Let me tell you something. I'm saying whether I, whether I hear God or not depends on the condition of my ears. In other words, sin dull the hearing of Eli's sons to the point that they wouldn't hear, wouldn't hear daddy Eli and they wouldn't hear God the father. Your lifestyle can make it impossible for you to hear God. So you say, I ain't heard God. I know why some of y'all can't hear him. You're living like the devil. You can't live any kind of way. You can't frequent certain spots. You can't look at pornography. You can't live and make, drink and make yourself a drunken stupor. You can't put drugs in your veins and snort that stuff and talk about I can't hear God. Your lifestyle will dull your spiritual hearing. That's why some of y'all in the mess you in. Look at your life. You can't look like a saint on Sunday and then the biggest devil at that job on Monday. You got to have some consistency before the Lord. The Lord sees your dirt, your secret sin. Do you realize secret sins on earth is public information and glory? Be sure your sins will find you out. Your lifestyle. Where were you last night? What did you do? That's why some of y'all in bad shape. You, you got feet in both camps and talking about I want to go to heaven anyhow. You ain't going to heaven anyhow if you can't make up your mind. Joshua said, choose ye this day whom you will serve. They live so bad. They live so bad until their hearing was dull. Be it known to you today as it relates to that, I mean, it says the Lord, they were in, listen, these sons of Eli were at, not only were they at the temple, they were in the temple. One of the greatest of all deceptions is to serve in the house of God without a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. They were in the temple, those, those preacher boys, priestly boys, Eli, hey, hey, PK kids, preachers, kids. Don't mean all of them like that. I got two of them. They don't mean they all like that. I love my children. Don't mean they all like that. But what I'm saying is that just because they preachers' kids don't mean they automatically say they, they got to get to know the God of, of the daddy. Amen. You can't come to Christ on a transfer basis. I can't transfer my salvation to Randy or Andrea. They got to embrace Jesus for themselves. Look, in the temple, lost in the house, sleeping around with the women and the folk in the church. Ain't nothing new under the sun. That's why the, that's why the media make mockery. Y'all claim to know God. You claim to have a Bible. And look how y'all live it. Y'all bunch of hypocrites. You ain't no better than us. And so I ain't coming to that church. And I don't blame them. Why should they come? And you, you can't invite them to church on Bring a Neighbor's Day if you living like the devil. Your testimony is so shocked that you can't invite anybody. And the scripture says, you saw it, the Lord desired to kill him. In other words, I'm almost done because I don't want to choke you this morning. I got a part two. I just, I ain't hardly got through with this message. Those boys would not listen 
to Daddy Pastor Eli. Those boys, Huffney and Pentecost, would not even listen to the God of Eli. So God turned them over to themselves. He says, all right, go and do your thing. I'm finna kill you. God don't play, y'all. And y'all, you know why he gonna kill them? Because they knew the law. They knew better. And they still went their own way. But you know what? Eli's sons ain't the only one he killed. I got some news for some of you by radio and television and those of you under my voice. The Lord is getting ready to kill some of y'all. You know why? Because your mama taught you better. Your daddy taught you better. You got some aunties and some grandmas that talk. You know better. And every time you talk now, it's in the past tense. You just, you just a drop-in saint. You just drop in somewhere, give a little dab of worship, and go on about your business. You ain't accountable to nobody. God said, I'm going to kill you. Because you know better. You come in here strutting like a peacock, and your life is all out of order. Uh, you're putting up a front, and you're messing around on God in his church. God didn't say look like a Christian. He said be a Christian. He didn't say look holy. He said be holy. He said, I'm going to kill you. You ever had your mama get so mad at your daddy? He said, I'm going to half kill you. Well, I'm telling you something. God ain't going to half kill you. God's going to kill you. <laughs> you know what? God is tired of your stuff. And you don't keep coming here Sunday. All them people came here at 8 o'clock. And I keep preaching like this. I think, I think I preach hard enough to drive some folk out of here. But the hard I preach, they keep coming back. You know why folk keep coming back? Because they really want to know the truth. Because only the truth is going to set you free. And God's given you another day of grace to repent and turn around and cry for the mercy of God and live up to the life that you say you, uh, of Jesus that you say you know. You're not too young to die. God will strike a young person dead just as much as you strike an older person. And you know why? I believe many of us today, God ain't struck us dead yet. It's because somebody's been praying for you. Mama could be dead and gone. Daddy, grandma could be long gone. But it's the prayers they hear. He said, I, no, if you would talk to God, right? God would say, the reason I ain't killed you yet because I'm still holding on to your mama's prayers. Or your daddy's prayers. Or your granny. Or whoever, it was, or, or whoever raised you. I'm ho- Listen, it's because they have prayers. I haven't given you what you deserve. It's grace that's keeping me from whooping you out of this world. It's grace. It's grace. It's divine, unmerited favor. It's the only reason I have a But I desire to kill you, but your mama prayer, your dad, grandma, the, the prayers are keeping me from doing what I ought to do to you. And if you don't turn around, I'm going to let them prayers aside and I'm going to give you what you deserve. God is not playing with you. Don't care what color you are. Don't care how much money you got. That don't mean nothing to God because it all came from him anyhow. Lord gives and the Lord takes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know what? The reason some of y'all, I'm going to close on this point, and then I'm going to go and wait till next Sunday. Because I ain't through with this message. The longer I preach, the slower I go. You know, you know, 
You know why some of y'all are not in any better shape spiritually than you are? It's because your life is so stopped up with, with rubbish. You are spiritually constipated. Your ears have spiritual earwax in it, and you need a spiritual Q-tip to wedge all that stuff out so you can hear God. That's what's wrong with you. You you wrap, you tied up with all that anger down in you, all that grudge, all that malice, all that bitterness over somebody that hurt you years ago, perhaps in your family. You came sit at a table at Thanksgiving as a family and eat turkey together. And their folk can't even find their families. And you know your family don't even want to be with them. What's wrong with you? They looking for that. You know where yours is. And you don't even want them in your house. Man, because somebody died and got something out of a wheel that thought you thought you ought to get. God can take care of you. I'm here to tell you today. You can't have an unforgiving spirit and anger. And you can't have jealousy and rage and all that stuff. Stop. You need some spiritual castor oil to flush. It. Who, who in here like castor oil? Some of the young folks don't know nothing about it. You all of How many of the older folks know about castor oil? Castor oil don't play. When you take it, expect some extracurricular activities. <laughs> When all that stuff is out of you, you all right. You can hear. And what I gave you this morning is some spiritual castor oil. It's not here to make you feel good. But I tell you what, if you take it and let it flush out that stuff, you hear God, and all of a sudden, you get to rising up to your potentiality. You begin to see visions that you could never see. You, you begin to start performing miracles, signs, and wonders. All of a sudden, you get out, you stop wallowing with the turkeys, and you start flying with the eagles. You realize that you ain't a turkey, you're an eagle, and you'll fly high in the sky. But you got to be relieved of all that stuff that's stopping you up so that you can't hear God. Beloved, God is speaking. But the real question is, are you listening? All God's children said, amen. Praise God. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.